This is the Truth and Power Podcast with Ryan Edberg. Today I want to talk about Jesus. I want to talk about grace. I want to talk about the gospel. I think there's two different sets of teachings on the gospel. Either one is um, turn or burn, and the other one is do whatever you want. God loves you. And I want to look at a lot of scripture. I want to go through it because anything that is added um, to Jesus is not the gospel. Anything that you add to Jesus is not the gospel. The gospel is Jesus, him crucified, um, come to earth, crucified, dead, buried, rose again on the third day. That is the gospel. And everything that he paid for on the cross is available for us today because of what he paid for. But we have mixture teaching that talks about, um, you know, either turn or burn. You know, I was in uh, Texas and saw a guy with a sign that was, you know, uh, turn to Jesus today, run from your sins or you're going to burn in hell forever. And although uh, some of the thoughts behind that is correct, it says in the word that it's the goodness of God that draws on to repentance. And so the gospel is very simple, and anything that you add to Jesus is not the gospel. Um, For example, you look at the law. The law was never meant um, to ever be fulfilled. It wasn't meant for you to be able to keep it. It was meant to show you that you all need a savior, you're going to hell. Jesus was the only one who could fulfill the law. There were 600 and some laws. It said if you committed one, you were guilty of all of them. So it was there to show you that you all need a savior. Jesus came and didn't do away with the law, but he completed the law. And so in Deuteronomy 28, it goes through the old covenant. It goes through the law. It goes through um, what you had to do to be a good person. And the law was, if you do good, good things will happen. If you do bad, um, bad things will happen. And that was all on you and your performance. Um, We went through and just read through Deuteronomy 28, and it's all about you and your performance. And what does that look like? You know, we couldn't do the law. And so if you do good, God's going to bless you. If you do bad, there's going to be hard times. And we have a lot of churches that are are preaching that still today. Um, But what does it say um, about the law? We're under a new covenant. Jesus has come. It says that the the covenant was done away with. If the law would have been perfect, there would have been no need for a savior. And so Jesus came and completed the law. We're in a whole different time period, but we still have churches teaching. Um, and, And all you do is you cause confusion for people and start to add to Jesus. So for example, you get somebody that gets up there and they're like, well, now that you're a Christian, you've got to do this, 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 and this. Well, that's not what the Bible says. It is good to be a good person, but that's not what the word says. Um, and before we go crazy, let's look at some scripture and um, and just show this. In uh, 1 John 2, and one and two, it says, my little children, these things are right to you so that you may not sin. Right there, Jesus is saying, I don't want you to sin. And if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous. And he himself is the propitiation for our sins, not our sins only, but for the whole world. 
What does that mean? It means that Jesus, when he died on the cross, took the sins of the whole world. See, back before Jesus, you had to bring a sacrifice and you had to kill an animal and you had to do that every single year. And that blood sacrifice was good for the year. Um, Now you don't have to do that because Jesus' blood sacrifice is over your life. And you know, the same thing as the 10th plague in Egypt with the Israelites, the blood over the doorpost represents the blood over your life. The the death angel walked by if the blood was covering um, the doorpost. And so today we've got the blood of Jesus covering over the doorpost of your life. And we add on to that so often, you know, we're saying, well, you can't do this, you can't do that, you have to do this, you have to do that. And we really make the main focus sin and people's action and and people's action Christ and what he did. You see, if you do that and you're like, well, he's backslidden or he's fallen away or he's this or he's that, you're really saying that the blood of Jesus is as strong as uh, the blood of goats or sheep and that it's only good for that year. And that's a, that's a grave mistake because you can get people confused and, well, am I still saved? Am I going to heaven? I'm going to hell. What's happening here? Do I need to come back and, and fall at the altars? And yeah, you might need to do that, but it doesn't have anything to do with your salvation. See, I agree that the goal in life is to get rid of sin. We want to get rid of sin. We want to walk worthy of our call. We want to pursue God, but when we focus on sin, sin becomes a center point. When we focus on Jesus, you know, the old song says the, turn your eyes upon Jesus and the things of this world will grow strangely dim. If you focus on Jesus, the things of this world seem to go away, seem to just, just fall to the side and we focus on sin and well I've got to do this and I've got to get rid of this sin I you know you you think about it and even when you're trying to get rid of sin which is a great thing you're focusing on the sin so all you're thinking about is a sin and then you realize you're sinning more you know Paul went through that and said the things that I don't want to do I find myself doing and and vice versa the things that I want to do I don't do. I, I keep doing this. What a wretched man I am! And just goes through this um, huge part in the in scripture, just on the struggles of, you know, focusing on sin. Um, we want to focus on Jesus and what He did. And it says that He paid for the sins of the world. All of the sin of the world was paid for. So think about it for a moment. Does sin send you to hell? Well, how could it when sin was paid for? If sin was paid for, how can sin send you to hell? See, it's not sin that sends you to hell anymore, but you're not accepting Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ, it says, confess with your your mouth and believe in your heart and you will be saved. You focus on Jesus and you put your trust in Jesus and that is your salvation. It's not about you doing good because on your best day, you're still not good enough. And so if we we think that, you know, if I'm good enough, then I can get into heaven. No, it's only through Jesus. Well, yeah, but if you're bad enough, that can send you to hell. See, you've gone right back into the law. You've gone right back into making it all about you and what you've done. 
your only qualification to get into heaven is Jesus and what he did. He was the sacrifice, the blood sacrifice for one, the, it said the propitiation for your sins. He took your place. He became the curse for you. And so making sin the main point will never work. It, you add anything onto Jesus and it's not the gospel. And, and many people, we, we have a hard time with that because we want to correct people's uh, thinking. We want to correct people's lifestyle. You know, all through Matthew 23, if you go and read through Matthew 23, it was Jesus correcting the Pharisees and the scribes saying, you're putting a yoke on people that you can't even bear yourself, that you're just talking about these rules and regulations and you can't even do them yourself. It's it's not about that. Um, Matthew, they just put this yoke on top of people that was too heavy for them to even bear. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30 says, come to me all you who labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and lowly in heart and you will find rest for your souls for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. See, Jesus' burden is light and his yoke is light but often the church's yoke and burden is really heavy and it's crushing people because we've made the focus sin. Many churches have made the focus sin instead of Jesus and him crucified. Even Paul said, I didn't come in eloquent words. I didn't come in this and that or another thing. I only know Jesus Christ and him crucified. You know, Jesus Christ in power, you know, everything that he paid for on the cross is yours. And we're looking at sin when all the sin was paid for. You can go to hell. Absolutely. But it's not because of the sin that was already paid for 2,000 years ago. It's because you didn't accept that payment of the sin. And it says there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth in hell. And I believe that that will be um, all the people that are down there realizing that they're there for something that was already paid for. You think about it. You go into a restaurant and, you know, if... Donald Trump, with all of the controversy, this, that, and another thing, um, were to say, I'm going to pay for everybody at the restaurant, um, there would be some people who would love it and go up and thank him and just be grateful for it. And a bunch of other people, they'd be like, no, I want to pay for this myself. I don't accept that. I'm just going to, I've got to pay for this. And you can go argue with the restaurant then and they'll say, no, it's already been paid for. And you're like, no, I'm going to do this on my own. So think about it in, in hell. It's not your sins anymore that was paid for, for by Jesus Christ. It's your acceptance of Jesus Christ. Believe in your heart, confess with your mouth and you will be saved. And then we add to that all the time. Yeah, but you've got to do this and you've got to do this and you've got to do this. And we can go into a big teaching on that and we will down the road of uh, different, you know, well, it says that, you know, no liars or whoremongers or adulterers or, you know, a thief or murderers or slander, they'll not enter the kingdom of heaven. But keep reading and it says, and we're some of you, but you've been washed, you've been clean. We look at sin as the end all be all when it, it's Jesus and his blood over your life. It says that he's not looking at your sins anymore. A lot of us are 
it says that I've thrown your sins as far as the east is from the west and I will remember them no more. And we've got a whole group of people still reminding God of their sins uh, when he doesn't remember them anymore. I know that we remember our sins and the devil remembers our sins and he'll keep love to bring them up because if he can keep you in sin, you'll never reach your full potential. Does sin have consequences? 100% yes. You will only get to your 30 call in life at best if you're still stuck in sin instead of getting to your 60 and 100 fold of where God wants you. You don't think you're qualified. You don't think you're good enough. You're going to keep focusing on the sin and you'll never be able to walk in the spirit and what find out what God has for you because the devil's just going to keep pounding you with the sin that was paid for 2,000 years ago instead of forgiving yourself and walking towards Jesus. That's the goal, is walking towards Jesus, forgetting the things of the past, forgetting the things that you did yesterday, forgetting the, the struggle that you're, you're dealing with. Turn your eyes upon Jesus, and you'll begin to realize, hey, I don't want anything to do with this sin anymore. It has nothing to do with, you know, focusing on the sin now. It has to do with focusing on Jesus and your sin you know, just getting forgotten. You know, if you think about, you know, if I talk about McDonald's and, you know, it's bad for you and the uh, burgers and the, the just juicy and the special sauce and everything that they put on, it's just not healthy for you. And just, you know, most of us are thinking, well, now I want a burger. You know, you focus on the problem, even if it's, you know, a girl or a guy or money or a line or hopefully you're not murdering, but... <laughs> Anything that it is, and you focus on that. So for guys looking on the internet or something like that, um, you're like, hey, I, I know that I shouldn't do that. When I look at that stuff, it, it's really going to destroy my life. It's going to destroy my marriage. It's going to destroy my family. Maybe you don't have a family, but it will destroy your family when you get one. It will destroy your marriage when you get one. It will destroy your relationships when you get one because you have false expectation. You, you think, well, I've got to get rid of this. Uh, and you keep remembering all the stuff that you've seen. Even though you're trying to get rid of it, you're trying to move on, you're still focusing on it by trying to move on. So all you're doing now is thinking about it and you're meditating on that. It says in uh, Romans 12 and 2, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. What you think on, so you will become. And so thinking on Jesus, you're going to become like Jesus. You're thinking on your sin, even if it's, I want to get rid of my sin, you're still focusing on the sin. It is the goodness of God that draws to redemption. And if we focus on the goodness of God, people will be drawn out of their sin. And that's what we want. That is the goal. We want people to be set free. We want people to walk in the freedom of Jesus Christ and know that he's paid it all. Everything that he has paid for on the cross is theirs. That freedom is theirs. That health is theirs. That prosperity and life in Jesus Christ is theirs because it was all paid for on the cross. And we'll go into a lot of that. But everything that was paid for, instead of pointing out all their sins and their failures, they're going to focus on their sin and they will never get free from their sins. And we want to get people free and so they can walk and have true victory in this life if they get rid of all the stuff that they're dealing with by focusing on Jesus Christ. You know, even they 
came up to Jesus and they said, Jesus, we're going to go and we're going to, John the Baptist wants to know, are you the one that we're waiting or should we wait for another? And in uh, Matthew 11, four through six, Jesus answered them and said, go tell John the things which you hear and see the blind see the lame walk, the lepers are cleansed, the deaf hear, the dead are raised up, uh, the poor have the gospel preached to them, and blessed is he who is not offended because of me. You see, Jesus was showing a problem and a solution. The lame, they walk. The leopard, they're clean. The deaf hear. Even goes into the poor, have the gospel preach to them. What's the gospel? The gospel is the good news. The gospel is Jesus Christ. So what's the good news to somebody that's poor? You don't have to be poor anymore. I'm drawing you out of that. And so it's it was the focus. The gospel is the power of Jesus Christ and the freedom that his sacrifice and the blood of Jesus 2,000 years ago was good enough to cover it once and for all. Now, do you believe in him or do you not? Do you have that freedom in him or are you still struggling with, well, what did I do yesterday? What did I do the day before? Well, I still had this bad thoughts and I'm still, your sin will keep you so far from God because you feel like you have to get yourself cleaned up before you can come back to God. You feel like you need to get things right, and so it's holding you back from God when God has everything for you. He's paid it all. It was a high price. You know, people say, there's no such thing that's free in life, and I agree with that. And I had somebody argue, and they say, well, but about salvation? Salvation is free. And I argue, I say, salvation isn't free at all. Salvation was probably one of the biggest prices ever paid for something. It just didn't cost you. You know, there's nothing free in life. Even if you got it for free, somebody had to pay for it. Salvation was not free. Jesus paid everything for it. So you need to receive that. You need to walk in that and walk in that freedom that now God's not looking at you and what you've done, but he's looking at you in Jesus and what Jesus did is good enough and again we try to pull it back to the old covenant all the time we try to add to Jesus all the time yeah but I've got to do this and this and this and you go right back to the law it says a double-minded man how can he expect to get anything in life we have a lot of double-minded people that keep jumping from the law and the new covenant old covenant new covenant they go back and forth instead of Jesus be defeating and completing that old covenant for us so that now it's the new covenant. It's Jesus Christ. Are you in Jesus Christ? If you are and you've accepted him, your sins are taken care of. Past, present, and future sins were all taken care of. Now you need to focus on Jesus and walk the way that he's walking so that you have true freedom. And that's how to get a generation that set on fire for God and actually doing what they're called to do because we've got everybody focusing on the wrong thing. And when you focus on the wrong thing, you get pulled to the side. If you're going back to the law all the time, you're saying that Jesus's sacrifice was not good enough for my future sins, was not good enough for my present sins, that it was only good enough for the sins that I repented for, and that it's just as, as good as the, the blood of a, a goat or a sheep, and that I need to keep going back and, and doing the blood again. Blood of Jesus again. Blood of... No, it covered 
the sins of the whole world, we read. And so, are you in Jesus or are you not? That's your only, says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man comes unto the Father except by me. He is the only way. Jesus is the only way into heaven. And if you try to add to that, you're missing the gospel. If you try to add to that, uh, Jesus is the way, but I've also got to, you've already missed the mark. Yes, we want to live right, not because it's going to get us into heaven anymore, because that's Jesus. Jesus is the only way. We live right now because we love him and we're focusing on him and all of our past is growing strangely dim every single day. The closer we get to God, that's why it's important to meditate on him every day. Get in the word every day. Spend time in prayer every day so that you can be all that God has called you to be. I hope that this message has set you free. I hope that there's freedom in it. I hope that you've gotten revelation. It is not about um, trying and doing. That is old covenant. It is about accepting Jesus Christ so that you can walk out of your sin. It says that we are free from sin, not free to sin. It is not a greasy grace. It was the highest price ever paid. It is not uh, a license to go and do whatever you want. It is freedom in Jesus Christ to walk in that freedom. And everything that he's paid for is yours. So be encouraged today and don't add anything to the gospel. Jesus Christ is the good news. He is the gospel. Do not mix old covenant and new covenant. We're walking in a new age, a new day, and with new freedom. Be blessed, and we will talk to you soon. To keep up with everything Ryan has going on, go to kingdomyouthconference.com or follow him at facebook.com slash Music.